0: It's a make or break season for Mikai Becton. There are some other Jets with a lot to prove this year. Corey Davis, Carl Lawson. We'll discuss today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, July 11th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from ganggreennation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you're listening on a podcast source and enjoy the show, please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find the podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today, we're talking about Jets who have something to prove in 2023. Training camp begins in just about one week. In fact, it's, it's an exciting time of year. Next week, we go back to our regular schedule. This is a daily podcast. We cover the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day, Monday through Friday. We're in the off-season portion of our schedule right now, so things are a little bit scaled back. I hope you had a great 4th of July, but we are just less than one week away from getting back into a full-time mode where we will have a new episode each weekday. And Jets have a lot to prove this year. There are some Jets who have more to prove than others. I don't think there's any member of the New York Jets who has more to prove than Makai Becton, who is technically entering season four in the NFL, but really this would be season number two because he's essentially missed two straight seasons. In 2021, which was supposed to be year two, He suffered an injury in the third quarter of the first game that knocked him out the rest of the season. And last year, he did not even make it to game one where he suffered a season-ending injury before training camp was over. Now, I want you to take a second and think about where things stand one year from now. Imagine it's July 2024. Where do you think Makai Becton is? I bet you all of you have very different answers. There are some of you who probably think Makai Becton has proven himself as the Jets left left tackle and he's earned a long-term contract. There are people who probably think, you know, he's got a roster spot somewhere. He's trying to earn a spot on a team. That's not the Jets because he hasn't succeeded. And, you know, some team gave him a training camp invite, but he's not a lock to make the roster. And I bet there are people who are, who've given answers somewhere in between these two extremes. And quite frankly, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's a single answer you gave me that would really, really shock me. Makai Becton, is a former top fifteen pick, and a guy who, in his rookie season, while it may not have been the greatest rookie season a left tackle's ever had in the NFL, I thought it looked like he belonged in this league. I mean, there were some hiccups. There are always going to be hiccups with a rookie. Becton that year in twenty twenty, which was a disastrous season for the Jets, where they went two and fourteen, and in some ways maybe were lucky to win two games. Beckton I thought was one of the bright spots. He was a guy the Jets drafted out of Louisville. In fact, I was not expecting him to be as far along as he was. I th- I figured he would need more work, and he ended up turning in a pretty solid season, and unfortunately, he hasn't been able to stay on the field since. This is a critical player for the Jets this season. I'd say it over and over, and I'll keep saying it over and over. You everydayers who tune into this podcast consistently, I've said it frequently. I think it's true. Jets have a 39-year-old quarterback. Offensive line is always important. It's more important when you get a quarterback that age because – and you hear this from people who have played in the NFL at a a relatively advanced age, the hits add up. It takes longer to recover from hits. And Aaron Rodgers, well, I still think he can play at a pretty good level. I don't think he moves as well as he used to. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers isn't capable of making a big play with his legs. I'm not saying he's incapable of buying time. I don't think he can do it with the consistency and at the level he used to in his prime in Green Bay. Which means the line's got to play well in front of him, and the line has a lot of question marks. There are some guys who you know seem pretty solid. Elijah Vera Tucker, probably the the first and foremost of, of among them. I still like Connor McGovern, but there are question marks at other spots on the line. And Makai Beckton, because he was so recently a high draft pick, and he has got a pretty good track record when he's been on the field. The problem with Becton has been. Not that he's struggled when on the field. I mean, yeah, he had a few bad games. There was a game against the. I remember a game against the Raiders his rookie season where he kind of struggled. But for the most part, I thought that 2020 season was pretty good. The issue has just been staying on the field. And I say this, again, another thing I'll say pretty frequently, which because I think it's true, you can never blame a player for getting injured it's not fair. Football's a physical game, especially on the offensive line. When you're talking lower body, body injuries, guys are rolling around there. Sometimes your leg gets rolled. Sometimes your ankle, you know, your knee gets moved in an awkward spot. It's not the player's fault. But there's kind of this paradox where even if it's not the player's fault, to be a great player in this league, you have to be able to stay on the field. And unfortunately, Becton, you know, I'm not blaming him for his injuries, hasn't really shown an ability to stay on the field. So this is a critical year for him. Because it's also a contract year. The Jets did not pick up his fifth-year option. He's entering year four. If you're a first-round pick in the NFL, you get a four-year contract. The team, though, has an option for a fifth year, which is fully guaranteed. And the Jets could not offer Makai Becton that. It was a, it was a fairly, fairly lucrative deal for what Becton's provided so far in his career. And the guy who's suffered this many injuries, the team's probably not going to want to give him a lot of money entering year five until he's shown he can stay on the field. So it's a critical year for Mekhi Becton. It's a critical, critical, critical year on a number of levels. First of all, there's the level where the Jets need him to play well. And you know, I'll even take it a step beyond Aaron Rodgers. This Jets offensive line, on paper, I think you got some question marks about its ability to run block. And that's more critical, especially in the early part of the season, when you're talking Brees Hall recovering from an injury. Brees Hall was fine last year. You know, There are a handful of backs in this league who can produce no matter who the offensive line is in front of them, even if the offensive line is not great, blocking. Brees Hall showed signs of being one of those backs last season, but he's coming off a serious injury. So first of all, will he be 100%? Will he be completely back to being that great Brees Hall at the beginning of the season? We don't know. But beyond that, I don't know that the Jets necessarily want to rush him back. I don't know that the Jets want to overwhelm him with carries. I think Brees Hall is such an important player for this team. You want to make sure he's healthy near the end of the season. You don't want to give him too much of a workload, especially as he's recovering recovering from an injury in the early stages of 2023. So that means other backs are going to need more carries. And there's only one Brees Hall on this roster. There's only one Brees Hall in the league. There are a handful of backs as talented as Brees Hall. In case you can't tell I love Brees. I think he's a fantastic back. But lesser backs are going to need solid run blocking. And I don't think that there's an offensive lineman with a higher theoret- theoretical ceiling on this roster as a run blocker than Mekhi Becton. And when the Jets drafted Becton back in 2020, they followed it up one year later by drafting Elijah Vera Tucker in 2021. And the Jets dreamed of these two guys playing together and just opening r- wide open run lanes for a decade. Now, when they drafted the two guys, they figured it would be on the left side of the line. The Jets could be on the right side of the line because Becton at this point seems like the favorite to be the right tackle. You know, there's, been some hints out there in the media that maybe he's going to have to earn the job well he's the most talented guy at right tackle that much i can tell you and vera tucker is really solid you know I, I think that he's again he's one of the few guys i have no doubt about so you can build that right side of the line to really move people suddenly some of the run game concerns go out the window and it's the type of thing that makes it easier to maybe limit Brees halls carries early because if you got an offensive line that can open holes the running back you know the, what you get from the running back is less significant. So then you can say, okay, well, we can say Brees, we'll make sure he's healthy down the stretch when we're playing for seeding, maybe we're playing for a playoff spot. We'll have our best back ready f- and fresh for, for that point. And so that's what's on the table for Mekhi Beckton this season. However, he's not the only Jet who has something on the line. The Jets defensive line is one of the strengths of the team. Well, there's one player out there who he's got quite a bit to prove this year. And if he does, it can make a big impact on his career. It's Carl Lawson. We'll discuss him a little bit more as we continue on this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. A Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so that you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweating fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird Dogs makes everybody look good. I mean, I may not be the most fashionable guy on the planet, but I think even I look good wearing Bird Dogs. So go to BirdDogs.com slash LockedOnNFL or enter promo code LockedOnNFL for a free Yeti-style Tumblr with your order. That's BirdDogs.com slash LockedOnNFL or promo code LockedOnNFL for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen or first watch every day. Let's talk about Carl Lawson now. Carl Lawson's a really good player. I think we all have like our favorites each year in the NFL draft. And even when your favorite team doesn't pick those guys, you kind of follow their career. Carl Lawson was one of those guys for me back in the 2017 draft. I got to give myself credit. I have a very up-and-down draft record through the years. There are some years where I've done very well, some years where I've done very poorly. 2017 was one of my best years, and Carl Lawson was a guy I had my eye on that season. He was coming out of Auburn. I thought he'd be a really good pick for the Jets, day two, day three. I was disappointed they did not get him, so he went to the Bengals out of Auburn and turned into a very good player for Cincinnati then the 2021 offseason came the Jets were able to get him in free agency he was a guy like every Jets analyst was saying this is the guy the Jets should get and they got him and you remember what happened probably in a preseason practice joint practice against the Green Bay Packers Lawson suffered an Achilles tear I'll never forget the day it happened because I was on the west coast I had this very peaceful drive down this highway in California. It's called the Pacific Coast Highway. It's one of the most scenic drives you can make in the United States. And then I was doing a guest appearance on a show here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And I had you know, no knowledge of what was happening all day. And the first question was, how did the Jets respond to losing Carl Lawson for the year? And I had no idea it had happened. A classic Jet story, if ever there was one. Well, Lawson returned to the lineup last season and played solid. And the thing with Lawson is, He's a bit of a controversial player because he generates pressures at a very high rate. He doesn't necessarily put up a ton of sacks, though. Never been a double-digit sack guy. You know, he's had a couple seasons where he's gotten you know near ten. You know, a couple eight sack seasons, but he's never been a guy who's really entered into the upper echelon of NFL pass rushers because he's never been in double digits. And I think if you look through the numbers, they tell you something. Sometimes you, a guy just has bad luck. If you, there's, and one of the things you, you find is that guys with high pressure rates, they eventually produce big sack numbers. You know, sometimes it takes them a little while, but they eventually produce them. And guys with high sack numbers, but low pressure rates, they usually fall back to earth. There was a guy, Vic Beasley, just passed on in 2015 because they drafted Leonard Williams in the first round. And Vic, Vic Beasley put up this monster second season. He, he, I think he led the league in sacks or came close. And people said, oh, the Jets messed up that pick. Well, Vic Beasley had a very low pressure rate, and eventually what happened was he fell back to earth. He was never really the same player again. If you get near the quarterback, I'm not saying it's all luck, but I think maybe we overrate how much finishing off a play is a skill from a pass rusher. If you get near the quarterback, you're going to eventually, if you do it frequently, you're eventually going to put up a big sack total. Now, I think the Jets what they need from this defensive line. There's a lot of quality, a lot of very good players on this on this unit. I think if you're looking across this roster, what are the strongest units? I think number 1 would be corner. Number 2 would be defensive. Let's let's take quarterback out of the mix because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is obviously here, but outside of quarterback. Number 1's corner, number 2 defensive line. And I think they have a lot of very good players. I think right now they only have one great player, one dominant player. That's Quinton Williams. And it's nice to have one dominant player. I mean, we've been doing this podcast since 2016. It's been very rare that I could say at any given position the Jets have one dominant player, much less two. But I think what the Jets are looking for, kind of a sidekick for Quentin Williams, kind of a number two guy, a second pass rusher who can get to the quarterback. Jets are still expecting Quentin Williams to have another all-pro season. They want him to be one of the best defensive tackles in the league this year, just as he was last year. Who, who's going to be that second guy, though? And, you know, there are a couple of possible options. Could Jermaine Johnson step, up, step into a role? Perhaps. I think the Jets certainly would love that. Could Will McDonald perhaps surprise us and make an impact early in his career? Again, I think it's possible. But the guy I have my eye on is Carl Lawson, because he's a guy who's been a very good pass rusher through most of his career. And the sack numbers just haven't been there. And I think Lawson takes a a lot of undue grief because of that. And I just think, I just feel like there's, when you get near the quarterback enough, eventually you're just going to have that one season where everything happens for you. And it'd be great for the Jets this season because obviously expectations are high and they should be high. This is a veteran team. This is going to be one of the oldest rosters in the NFL. The days of 2020, where we're talking two wins, they're done. The days of 2021, where we're just talking progress are done. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. Jets have pieces on this roster, especially on the defense, on the defensive line. But they need that second guy. They need that guy to run with Quinn and Williams. The guy to be Quinn and Williams is number two guy, guy who, who makes you pay because you're focused so much on Quinn and Williams. And Carl Lawson, not only could he be that guy, but he's also got a lot of motivation. And I, I don't think you should ever doubt. The motivation of a contract year. Lawson's entering the final year of the of the deal he signed with the Jets. He signed a three year contract back in 2021, so he's playing for a third contract. There Aren't a lot of guys who get a third contract in this league? There aren't a lot of guys who get a second contract? So if you have an opportunity to get paid well on your third contract, that's something that's going to be a motivating force. And listen, these guys are in the NFL; they're professionals. I'm not suggesting that. Carl Lawson would come in and not be motivated anyway. But I think when you see an extra payday in front of you, it's the type of thing that can, you know, maybe give you a little extra fuel. You see it happen all the time. And sometimes the team, the next team that signs it kind of pays for it because they're paying for you, paying for your production in a year where you had extreme motivation and maybe you aren't necessarily as motivated the next year and you, you don't produce as much. So I think if Lawson goes out there and produces a great season, it'll give give the Jets a bit of a dilemma, but I think it's a dilemma that they'll live with because you want a guy, a contractor to play great. You want it to be a difficult decision. After this season, there would be nothing better for the Jets than than looking around saying, gee, can we afford Carl Lawson after the year he just had? Because that means Carl Lawson's played great. And I think that's what the Jets are looking for this season. Jets certainly could use it carl lawson's looking for that signature season i I think he's been a very good player for a long time i don't think he's quite had that signature season quite yet he's a guy i have my eye on though to have finally have that breakout season in 2023 now head here on the Locked On jets podcast we will close out this tuesday episode and we're going to turn our attention back to the offense we're going to talk about Corey davis guy who's gotten a lot of grief from the fan base Can he produce in 2023? We'll even be on the team in 2023. We have a lot to discuss with Corey Davis. That's as we continue this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager into your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team Faster and for free. I, I don't think the Jets needed to go to LinkedIn Jobs to figure out they wanted Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback this season. But running your small business isn't quite as that simple. I don't think getting the Aaron Rodgers of whatever field your business is in is as easy. So go to LinkedIn Jobs, then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedon.nfl. That's linkedin.com slash lockedon.nfl to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Tuesday. We're talking about Jets players who have a lot to prove this season. We've talked Mekhi Becton. We've talked Carl Lawson. Now let's turn our attention back to the offensive side of the ball. Let's talk Corey Davis, a guy who's not at all popular in the fan base. Fans are very disappointed in his first two seasons. Not entirely unfairly, but I think Davis's problem more than anything has just been going back to what we talked about with Becton, injuries. He's struggled to stay on the field, and he was not necessarily that injury-prone in Tennessee, so maybe that's something that can kind of even itself out. Davis is actually a pretty quietly an important player for the Jets this coming season. Jets have a number one receiver in Garrett Wilson. and Again, I'm just trying to be reflective here because, again, we've been doing this podcast since 2016. I'm using phrases I haven't been able to use ever in the history of this podcast when I discuss this upcoming Jets season. Just talked about, you know, having a great player on the defensive line, Quinn and Williams, a great player at wide receiver and Garrett Wilson. He's the number one guy. Then you kind of fill in, you have guys who will fill different roles. I think you'll have Alan Lazard. He'll play kind of a big slot type role. Maybe the Jets will use his, his him as his big bodied receiver in the red zone. Be Hardman, I think kind of replaces the Braxton Berrios role and get, getting touches in space. They'll throw him some screens. They'll maybe give him some run plays, on sweeps, on the outside, and they'll probably use him a bit as a deep threat because he's got more long speed than Barrios, so he's kind of slotted in, I think, as the number four receiver. I think you need, just like on the defensive line, Quinnen Williams needs kind of that sidekick. I think Garrett Wilson needs that sidekick, and Corey Davis is the guy who I have my eye on for this because if you look at what Davis did in Tennessee, he was kind of like a second second receiver behind A.J. Brown, and he was good in that role. Now you look at his first two seasons. I think part of the problem with Davis was that he came in with big expectations because unlike now, two years ago when he signed, the Jets really did not have a number one receiver. I think at the time is amazing as it is to say right now, because of the, the trajectory, his career has followed two years ago. We were kind of hoping Denzel Mims would be that guy. Mims is now a guy who might be on the outside looking in on the roster. And I think as in part because of that, because Even two years ago, Mims was kind of unproven. You know, Mims did not have an 1,100-yard season the way uh, Garrett Wilson did. So Mims was more of a projection. I think people were kind of looking for Davis to fill that role, maybe be the go-to guy as Mims adapted to the NFL because Mims also missed half of his rookie season. And I think maybe that led to some unrealistic expectations of what Corey Davis was really going to be because Corey Davis is not a go-to guy. He's not the guy you want to run your offense through. Corey Davis is your best receiver. You're in some trouble. Corey was not the best receiver on the 2023 Jets, but the question is can he get back to being a quality sidekick? And back in Tennessee, he was good at a couple of things. He was a good intermediate target, contested catch guy. These are things you haven't really seen all that much with the Jets. He's been a very inconsistent receiver with the Jets. And I guess you know that to an extent was what he was in Tennessee. His contract is not bad. You know, if you look across the league at the contracts wide receivers are getting. Corey Davis is actually a fairly reasonable deal. I think I I don't think it's an outrageous contract. A lot of people look at Davis's and that's, this is I think has been the disconnect. People are expecting him to be like a go-to guy. They're expecting him to be an impact receiver. He wasn't paid to be one though. He was paid to be more of a supporting player. And I think, you know, if you look at if you objectively looking at the talent on this roster, he's probably the second most talented receiver the jets have behind Garrett Wilson. He can add a few different elements than what Garrett provides you. And, I think part of the question is whether how quickly he and Aaron Rodgers will develop chemistry. And that's always the question when you bring in a new quarterback, when you have a new quarterback receiver combo. Zach Wilson really trusted Corey Davis. You could tell it even last year, that game in Pittsburgh, where Zach Wilson, you know, one of the few good moments for Zach Wilson last year on the key downs, he was looking at, at Corey Davis. And that was true going back to year one. Corey Davis was Zach Wilson's go to guy. So can Aaron Rodgers and Corey Davis, develop some chemistry that that's going to be a key question another key question is just can he stay healthy going back to what i said with beckton it's not Corey davis's fault that he struggles to stay on the field and i have some optimism here again because he was not particularly injury prone in tennessee so maybe things will even out for him this year but at the end of the day you have to be on the field you know if you want to be an impact player if you want to help the team in a positive way you got to be able to stay on the field and some of this will come down to luck certainly, but Jets need better injury luck with Corey Davis, you know, what they've got in the last two years. It's been it's been disappointing from that standpoint. So these are the things you, you consider with Corey Davis. I, I think he's a little under, I think he's a guy who's been a little underrated by this fan base who's been disappointed in him. And I, I feel like it's almost if you listen to Jets fans, they remember the really bad moments for Corey Davis. They remember the drops. They remember the plays where maybe he ran the wrong route. They don't remember the good moments. I mean, he had, he's had some very good moments in the Jets uniform. I mean, that game against Pittsburgh, he made some clutch catches in a comeback victory. You know, go back to his first year with the Jets against his old team, the Tennessee Titans. Jets had an upset victory over Tennessee in 2021. It was their first win of that season. Robert Salah's first win. Zach Wilson's first win. There were, unfortunately, not many to follow. Those, you know, those Davis made some big plays in those in that game. So it's almost like it's almost like there are certain players where you only focus on their good qualities and maybe you forget about their bad games. I feel like in this fan base, Corey Davis has kind of been the opposite, where people have been very quick to remember the games that did not go so well for him. But they kind of forget the things that he brings to the table. So hopefully Corey Davis has a chance to turn it around. He's another guy in a contract year. So another guy playing for potentially a third a third contract in this league. So whether it's with the jets or whether it's with somebody else, Corey Davis produces this year. He's looking at a payday this off season. If you've been following what wide receivers make in this league, you know, it's a pretty good time to be a wide receiver who produces because they get paid quite a bit of money. And that's, what's on the line for Corey Davis this year. And for the jets offense, you know, you want to, you, you want a wild card like this to step up because, because of the expectations your team has because of the kind of the question marks you have, what's behind Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis stepping into that number two role would be a big deal for this team. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you are watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast or please give the show a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find Locked On Jets. I hope you have a great Tuesday, everybody. Send in your mailbag questions. Next time, we'll have our weekly mailbag.